3: And welcome back to the House of Pod. My name is Kaveh Hoda. I am your host. Today, we're going to be concluding the story of Lucy Letby. That's the nurse in England that's been convicted of the murder of multiple infants that were under her care in the NICU, the Neonatal Intensive Care Unit. If you haven't already done so, you really should listen to the first episode. It'll make this make a lot more sense. And I'm again going to warn listeners that we're covering very dark material here. We're going to try to laugh our way through it. It's one of those, you know, you're either laughing or crying situations. So either way, I'm going to understand completely. If you have to skip this episode, I'll get it. Before we get started, I do want to remind you to rate and review us on iTunes. I love it when you guys do that tell your friends. You can also send me an email at hopquestions at gmail.com. Speaking of which, I'm going to read a email from a listener about the first episode. This is an email from Jesse. Thanks for the latest episode. I'm a physio working in the UK, and I think Grim Humor, spelled H-U-M-O-U-R, Jesus Jesse, come on, is a good way to process it. I'm guessing you've already recorded the whole episode, but just so you know, most hospitals in the UK are public through the NHS. There are some private hospitals, but there are not many of them. Decades of neoliberalism mean that some of the services in some public hospitals have been outsourced, but healthcare is still delivered free on point of contact. As you know, trusts, that's something we discussed uh, in the last episode uh, with Rebecca, she had a question about that. As you know, trusts are what they call the overarching governing body for a particular area i'm actually canadian so there are some nuances that are beyond me but that's kind of how it works thanks again jesse okay thank you for that email if there's anything else that you guys want to add about these uh, episodes or correct please let me know send uh, emails to at gmail.com god i just i, I kind of love this whole time together just you and me you know But we should get on with the show anyways let's recap real quick at this point in the episode the police have finally gotten involved after the death of at least seven infants Um, that's at the time of this recording probably more will be discovered uh, as we go along anyways here you go enjoy the rest of the episode Keep in mind that while this investigation is ongoing, she's still working the patient, say, at the office, but Dr. Breary starts this whole thing. Again, I think he's kind of a badass. Um, and some of this I had to read into, so, and I would love to get him on the show, but like a real doctor, he has no social media presence <laughs> <laughs> he's not smart. like me. That's how you know that's he's a good real one. doctor. That's how you know he's a good doctor. <laughs> he is not like me. He does not have a podcast <laughs> called like the Let Be Kid. That's Vitals what you people need to be prescribing,
2: right? Like you need antibiotics or you'll die, but you can't get them until you agree to get off of TikTok. Like cancel <laughs> your Twitter and you can have your liver meds.
3: Yeah, he's a smart guy. So he's on his own going through the old medical records, and he checks an old blood test from 2015 from one of the babies on his unit. And what he saw was dangerous levels of insulin in that patient. Now, mm. insulin levels in a patient can be high and that can be because of endogenous creation, the body's making too much. You can have a problem that's creating that. But if you are getting that medicine exogenously, which means from the outside, from an IV or from someone giving it to you, there is a way to check for that. and That is, that is looking for the C-peptide. So when you make your own, you make your own insulin, you tend to make the substance called C-peptide along with it. And that's a way to tell if someone's taking too much insulin or if the body's making too much insulin. Because if your insulin level is really high, but your C-peptide level is low or zero, that means that insulin is coming from outside the body. This is actually a test question I had in medical school. I remember it.
4: So that's also why you shouldn't trust recipes that say... If you can't do homemade, store-bought is fine. It's different. It's different. There's You're missing the C-peptides. Thank you. I'll be here all week. That's all right. Very good.
3: I'm very proud of you for that one. Thank you. So yeah. at this point, this is what seems to get the police. Okay. Well, now we can do something about this. This gets the police interest to the level where they can actually start an eventual investigation through this, like not not
4: not all the dead babies, where she was the only person that that is the same uh, thing. Apparently but apparently, like, all but the C peptides. Exactly, okay.
3: they have okay. some okay. evidence that maybe there's something special about this. Yeah, I, I agree. Right. Because ridiculous. the other stuff
4: is circumstantial. I know that from watching all of my true That's crime stuff. That's circumstantial, word. very difficult for a very, jury to buy. But if you different. have like. This, this sounds like this is the DNA evidence that's going mm-hmm. to convince the cops and maybe a jury. This Got is it. the science-y stuff. Everything before yes, was just mean,
3: it. mean doctors being mean right. about
4: stuff. Just coincidences.
3: And so through this investigation, they're going to find that the insulin was one of the ways she did it. She also injected air into the bloodstream, she oh, she overfed
2: with milk. And there was oh, also God. wait. There was, yeah. Is that like a, a lack? Is that like like I know that like because of the lactase or something in it, if like you drink a certain amount of milk, you'll puke? Is it like babies mm-hmm. are just more vulnerable? So the same thing like kill. Oh.
3: Yeah. And too okay. much of yeah. any liquid, anything. oh yeah. well, sure. Yeah, good. also yeah. that. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. But, oh wow. So was she was she literally giving them like because I know you can get, like, it's called water intoxication, I think. Mm-hmm, but, like... Mm-hmm, you can. That yeah, takes actually, a lot. Was, was she, like, giving them that much milk? Like, enough milk that they...
3: I'm gonna tell you the truth. Um, yeah. She did that. She did impact trauma. She did a lot of things that, honestly, I, I can't talk about because it will induce in me a fucking rage that scares me a little bit, quite honestly. Yeah. And... Just reading sure. about this alone has probably given me irreversible psychological damage. That fuck, has fucked me up. Um, but yes, that's what she was doing. Um, and if you give someone any anyone too much water, as you mentioned, um, you can kill them. Uh, hyponatremia yeah. is what happens. You mean you you may have heard of that case of that uh the mother in Sacramento who yeah, was part that of was... that we for
2: we who drank a bunch of water. no, no, I think it. that was. Was that Sacramento? I thought that was was near where I grew up. I thought that was in like DFW area.
3: It may have been, but there was definitely one in Sacramento. uh, I don't know about either of these cases. What
4: is this? What's we for
2: we? Basically, you drink, she
3: drank a lot of water. Oh, yeah,
2: Cordelia, you're right. right. Yeah,
3: and and she basically held the water. I mean, she was basically how long you can drink water and not pee before yeah. you had to. The, the, the person who could drink the most water and not pee won in, in, in like uh, a Oh, it was a
4: contest. Kids.
3: Yeah, it was a contest. Oh, for a,
4: for a radio oh, contest.
3: Yeah, I'm sorry. For a Nintendo we, Wii. Like,
4: we, yeah, like, we, PP,
3: W I I, the old Nintendo thing. Anyways. Yeah. Um, but also just wow. the, the sheer, like, input of all that milk. And, and as you mentioned, um, it, it, the baby, it's, it's almost like a neonatal, it's like a refeeding syndrome. You have to be careful. You have to be really gentle with how much you feed them. There's very specific calcul. There's a reason that didn't go into pediatrics. It's because there's lots of fucking math. Because you have to, like, calculate, like, how much can I give them at this rate, et cetera, where it won't be, like, unhealthy for them. Anyways, she just poured it in because she's an evil fucking bitch.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: i'm so Mm -hmm. sorry i didn't mean to editorialize that's
4: okay that's okay we we, we're with you
3: okay um eventually eventually the p the police arrest her so this is all like three years after dr breary raises the first alarm they go to her house they find loads of patient information under her bed (laughs) that that in and of itself is insane (laughs) hundreds of like like medical documents, which you'd never take home. <laughs> you
4: know what I yeah. mean? Yeah.
3: Never take home. It's just crazy to me. And, and she has the names of the the kids who died. And she has. And now we get in... back
4: to that serial killer shit where they like to take tokens of yes. the victims.
3: Yes. Yes. So, so what she basically did was in her diary, along with some really routine, benign stuff like you know oh, salsa lessons at seven she also writes the initials of the kids that died and on the day they died she writes stuff in her diary like oh this is this is really amazing like she writes these like phrases like i am evil and she has this little tiny green post-it note which has like all these words like i don't deserve to live literally this is quote i killed them on purpose because i'm not good enough to care for them
2: oh my god Yes. Well, that she's got a well. I don't know why would you lie about that specifically. So I guess I don't know. But that seems like nonsense.
4: Wow. Yeah. Like I'm trying to. I. I'm. I'm like my brain is sort of clutching around for what. What's the psychology behind that? Like, is that true? Like, she. This is all stems from her feeling like she's not good enough to be a nurse, and so she's going to do the opposite. I don't. That's the part that's mind blowing in that like I cannot wrap
3: my head around like from all accounts she was a capable nurse like she could have taken care of them if she wanted to if she wanted to it seems like she had the ability to do so but she didn't feel like she did or she didn't want to for any reason or- the effort it takes
4: or she thought that that was like too easy and that bringing them to the brink of death, then she maybe tries to save them, but she can't. And that's why they end up dying. And so she's kind of feeding into this idea that she's not good enough. Because like, oh, I can keep these babies alive if they are relatively stable when they come in. But what if they are literally about to die? Can I save them? I I mean, I you know. So it's a Probably really not. good question. I'm no, just it's a really good. It it's, a, it's
3: a really good question, and I think part of what goes against that, though, is that she was seen by one pediatrician at least watching a baby.
4: Right, start but maybe to code. she was like, I, right, waiting to saying. get to a but point. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I don't that's, know.
3: That's the thing, though. When that happens, at that point, the doctor comes in and takes yeah. over the show, and he's right. using the nurse and help and working with the nurse, but. Yeah he's the one running the show so was she like maybe testing their abilities in some way i i don't know um
2: she by the way i want to make it clear yeah well i i I, I don't know i was just thinking about all those moms who like kill their whole families Mm -hmm. and how the the justification is often like I thought something terrible was going to happen, or this—I didn't want them to, you know, go into the foster system, or I didn't want them to mm. deal with, you know, I, I thought like the devil was coming back or some shit. Like, I don't yeah. know. It's it, like the the excuse she's coming up with sounds kind of like that. I don't, know, but maybe I'm well, and also like she's in, her, she's in her
4: she's in her mid twenties now. Is that right?
3: Late twenties, yeah.
4: And like, but it's kind of started early to mid 20s yeah. and it, in I, I might be wrong about this i i did take an intro to psychology class in right, college right, but yeah. uh it's my understanding that it is in the early 20s when a lot of women um if they have some kind of psychosis happening that's when it tends to present itself i i might yeah. be wrong about that but it's a but it's, it's like, a good
3: question she's not gotten any diagnosis of that as of yet that yeah. could change. She has denied this. I mean, she has denied all this, by the way. She yeah. says she's a victim of a conspiracy. She says all that stuff that was written in her diary was basically trained to thought type stuff with wow. dealing with her like um, emotions processing the death of these kids. She's um. never
4: admitted to any wrongdoing. But, I mean... Listen, I'm very skeptical of the judicial system in general, but sometimes the evidence is overwhelming. It's
3: right. And why would you keep souvenirs? Mm -hmm. Like, that's Mm -hmm. fucking, that's a thing that's serial. I mean, I guess I'm glad they (laughs) do that, but that's like a serial killer thing. You have to keep a souvenir of the thing, right? You know, what's really funny to me, it's about like, you know, her, uh, like, you can see this. You can see like the, they have the police camera. Footage of when they go in and arrest her and the crazy thing about her room is that it's like bright and it's like very girly and there's like stuffed animals there's like a dumb the horses fucking, there's like a dumb sign on the wall that says shine like a diamond that and leave sparkle Live, wherever laugh, you love. go <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's like it's fucking crazy you know what i mean Jesus. Um, so anyways she she gets arrested. The evidence is overwhelmingly against her. Why it takes a fucking year is still hard for me to understand, but there's a lot about fucking the English system that doesn't make sense to me. The, 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 the part that really is important to me is what happens to the fucking management of this whole yeah. thing, the senior management. A lot of them were replaced, but not completely. The trust, this whole organization behind it seems to be the same people. They did get a new medical director. Tony Chambers, the the medical director that was there for the whole time, he releases the statement saying, oh, my thoughts are with the children at the heart of this case. I'm truly sorry for what these families have gone through. But nothing that takes ownership for it. They get a new medical director, Dr. Susan Gilby. She comes in to work, you know, and she's fucking shocked by what she sees. She's just like, this is a mess. No Mm -hmm. one's reporting things to the, the trust. The trust is not acting on what they do know she actually says that her predecessor, Ian Harvey, had warned her like, hey, you should sue the doctors. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's crazy. Anyways, this is an ongoing thing there. It's a complete, the hospital is a wreck. Since Let Be was taken away, there's been one death in the neonatal unit. Now, and I
4: should- This was over the past several years. Correct, it's yeah. it been, it's been yeah. for a
3: while, yeah. I, I should mention that after Let Be left, the hospital no longer takes care of really sick patients those get sent to the hospital good because good. they fucking lost that right
4: yeah yeah <laughs> this is they, this awesome they, they lost they lost they should have they should be a fucking vape shop they should be selling <laughs> vapes and skateboard uh ball bearings like that should be See, what they sell and-
2: now uh, look I get what you're saying, but I think that's an honorable trade. I'm I'm a big vape, <laughs> vape shop guy. As advocate. are we
4: all, like yeah. love those yeah. guys, but I wouldn't the trust them with my face. The comic book guy of a new era. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I don't know. Like the, the, the at least the baby won't learn to smoke. You I know, mean, I you can guess if say I'm gonna, that for the vape guys.
4: I guess if I'm gonna nip next door to the liquor store, I can leave the right. baby on the counter for five minutes, yeah. and that would be more trustworthy than leaving yeah. the baby with these fuckers. <laughs>
2: I need you to watch this baby. Look, only give him nor- like natural tobacco flavored vapes. I don't want him getting on any of the candy shit. Yeah. That's going to be bad for him.
4: And, and you know, I and I don't know if I need to say this, but don't you know? Don't inject him with insulin. I don't know. I just. If
2: you were yeah, thinking of that it, <laughs> just oh it's okay him... man i'm not allowed around needles anymore all
4: right <laughs> thanks buddy
3: <laughs> i want to make a you you mentioned you mentioned like this era's comic book guy quick aside has nothing to do with the rest of the show but i just want to share this with somebody i took my my nine-year-old son to a comic book store recently and in this comic book store there was one of those old-fashioned comic book nerds like my son went to ask him about a comic book he's like which which one of these has this storyline in it and the guy was like well you see the storyline here is the relationship to the marvel uh, you know and he went on for like a long time and i pulled my son aside i said son i want you to appreciate something right now what you just met was a dying breed of dinosaur
4: man. yeah the,
3: the comic book mm-hmm. nerd like mm-hmm. we used to tell tales about him
4: before the internet yeah. there
3: was just a man who just knew every comic book because he fucking studied yeah. every fucking comic book and i was like i want you to appreciate this and my son and i've never been more proud of him was just like okay yeah i get it i get it and he went back to ask him questions <laughs> Sorry, there's nothing to do with anything, but I had to share that with somebody.
4: All right. so, but you should go to Cape and Cal in Oakland, by the way. It's like okay. they have that guy, but he's cool. He rides a skateboard, actually. Cape
3: and Cal. Cape and Cal, yeah. now, Cape and not, Cal not, in not, Oakland. Not
4: sponsors of the show yet. No, but they're fucking awesome. I love them.
3: Fucking right on. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, Lucy Letby got what is called a whole life term. Sounds like an insurance term term it does actually yeah. it's a, a thing they call, say in england and again she's only the fourth woman in the history of the country to get that it, it, and as to really say fuck you to the families, she didn't even show up in court to face the closing statements and like the testimonials like the victim
4: like, impact statements yeah exactly yeah. that's the word
3: they shouldn't even do that um and there are a lot of people who still believe that she is an innocent victim like i Went on and saw a couple of different Twitter profiles that are set up just to defend her. And there's lots of people who are like, she's being railroaded by conspiracy, yeah. by the by the NHS, etc. And Sorry, I'm sure those people I...
4: are also eating horse paste for COVID. They'll be dead.
3: I was going to right. say, I didn't do this, but if I digged probably a little bit harder, I'd probably find some overlap in the Venn diagram with oh, them and yeah. anti-vaxxers. So, you know, why why did this happen? I mean we talked about this a little bit. It okay. it was very auspicious, the dates these babies died on. They they tend to die on term dates, like 100 days, for example, like when the babies were supposed to be born and people thought, okay, where well, things are getting better. Things are supposed to be good now. Oh. We're going in the right direction. That's when it happened. So the prosecution, what they had argued, which I think is weird, was that she had done it because she had an infatuation with one of the male doctors, not Doctor Brewery, but one of the other male doctors. What she would she would text him all the time. She text him multiple times in the middle of the night. Some of them are flirtatious. Um, oh,
4: so like making the baby's code would force him to come in and correct. interact correct. with her.
3: Yes, exactly. And when the police investigated her place, they found some love notes. They're all kind of vague to me. I mean. I didn't know what to make. I don't think that's the major thing. But when they questioned her about it, what's interesting was she was very stone faced for the first part of the trial. The first time she broke down was when they had the doctor that she supposedly had a crush on, on, uh, and he was giving testimony about her. That's when she broke down for the first time. And she's like, I can't take this. I got to leave. And she just tried to leave, like multiple points. She just tried to get up and leave, like the courtroom. They're like, No, no, you can't. You can't do that. No, you you're actually
4: just... under <laughs> arrest still. Right.
3: You can't. Fuck? You can't just leave. You know.
4: She's so... like, You know what? I don't like this anymore. I'm just going home. Bye. <laughs> and, everybody... right. and and. It turns out the it's like um, Air Bud, where like the English court system didn't write the rules the right way. They never expected somebody to just peace out of a trial, and we they're like, actually, there's no. She, we have no rules against someone she, just walking. There's away. no rule if they just if she wants to leave. There's no rule against it, so she's free today. Actually, That is...
3: So it's unclear why she did it. You know, was it was a compulsion. Yeah. I don't know. She wasn't very good at it. She did falsify oh. some records along the way to try and throw off suspicion. But in the modern world of charting, that is thankfully very hard to do. I mean, she wasn't an aggressive person, antisocial, hostile, weird, or cantankerous in any way. No trauma, as far as we know. No, Not a victim of abuse. No criminal history, I mean it was at some point in the trial, you know, clearly established that she did have some anxiety and depression, but Jesus Christ at this point in medicine, Same. who the fuck doesn't? And yeah. 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 <laughs> in the world in yeah. general? Held
0: up.
4: Yeah. And you know, you know, what's interesting though, to me more than like, I, I, I can actually accept that she just, there was some kind of psychotic break. Something went wrong. Again, I've only had one intro to psych class, Uh, but to me, the, the, yeah, I am the expert on the show, but to me, the, the thing that is harder for me to wrestle with, although there is a path for me to, um, figure it out for myself, which is that like, when things go wrong in the medical arena in the U S uh, there's a running joke on my YouTube and my Twitch is that the, the problem is capitalism. It's pretty much always capitalism. And, uh, the UK, they actually have, uh, the thing that I would like here, you know, a single payer healthcare system that, should resolve a huge number of the problems we have here. But in this case, the problem wasn't, you know, patients going bankrupt and what or people just not seeking out medical help because of the cost. Uh, the normal things that I blame capitalism for. In this case, the problem seems to have been bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. And I do know that that's not unique to the United States healthcare system because I've read a lot of Douglas Adams. And so I know that the UK prides themselves on their uh, ridiculous, serpentine bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, so I want to go towards. That plus maybe even like their draconian libel and defamation laws, like the fact that they were like the uh leadership was so scared to just get rid of this lady and hire literally anybody else. The only thing I can blame for that is like they're afraid of getting sued. But I don't yeah. I don't know. But
3: yeah, no, I, I assumed I assume that they were afraid of this person suing them uh, because, I mean, she probably was able to make the argument that there is no evidence that they could really use against her. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much of it was that and how much of it was just them not paying attention to the doctors who were very clearly like very upfront about this, you know, and, and I, I reached out online to my friends in the UK through through the interwebs to, to talk to them. And a recurring theme was that there's just so much bureaucracy. They feel that the doctors, um, this was there was no shock to any of them that the doctors yeah. were, were treated this way during this process. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it might help to look at a similar case in the past to look at some of her motivations. So I tried to see if there was something nearby, and there was. There was actually another British nurse by the name of was Beverly. It the
4: Angel of Death
3: very good beverly Aleck, mm-hmm. the uh a nurse at grantham and kestevin hospital in lincoln yep, she's a
4: true crime mainstay actually yeah yeah
3: well i'm well, sure there you go i'm sure mm-hmm. this one will be eventually soon lucy will be at some point she was yes. uh, convicted of murdering four infants and trying to murder three more in 1991 she was dubbed mm-hmm. the angel of death she also did insulin into the babies, lots of parallels there, insulin. I mean, that's a, yeah. kind of a, I mean, I don't know if it's a copycat case. Some people say it was a copycat case, but I think it's just like, that's the easiest thing. You're in medicine. right? Like,
4: You've got it at hand. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of a,
3: it's a no brainer. The error about what yeah. she was diagnosed with though, was something called Munchausen by proxy. So uh, you guys remember Baron Munchausen, the early nineties
4: yeah.
2: by Terry Gilliam. Erica. Yeah, and I'm, I'm imagining, you know, and Kaveh, you can correct me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. here, because uh, you went to a lot more medical school than I did, but this a is little. some sort of disorder whereby your face distorts into the character from the Terry Gilliam movie, and you, you gain the miraculous ability to have adventures around, I want to say like... No, no, it was, it was later than Renaissance era Europe. I don't yeah. remember much about Baron Munchausen. It, it was I, the Ottoman I, yeah. War. Well, was, I think it was, it was, Ottoman it was the Ottoman War. Yeah, it was the Ottoman War. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. um,
3: that's exactly it. That's what all of medicine uh, boils down to.
2: So, um, well, you're... I've been saying we should invade Anatolia for years. So <laughs> I, I, you have, you have yeah. famously vying for this um well Munchausen... probably they were probably fighting in the, in the Balkans right sorry anyway no I no know.
3: I think that was it uh I don't know we have to go Plus back book, we should yeah. we should watch that movie together because by the way I uh, remember it being a fantastic yeah. movie and Baron Munchausen yeah. and Munchausen by proxy Munchausen by proxy is one of my favorite medical words I think the only one that beats it is middle schmurtz middle are you guys what's middle it's like the pain no. women get with ovulation. Some women get pain when the, the egg hurts oh, yeah. out.
4: Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, it fucking yeah. sucks.
3: Yeah, yeah, you get some middle yeah. schmurts. Yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah, get that I've middle had schmirts.
4: middle schmurts and it, yeah, yeah. it hurts like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. how, how is that what it's called?
3: It's a uh, yeah, guy named Middle was the guy first guy okay. to just write about it. That sounds like <laughs> like a
4: like the bad guy from Dora the
2: Explorer or something. <laughs> like
4: well,
3: I, is gonna steal yours. Yeah,
2: I, I will say I think I think. Mathematicians have you guys beat uh, because mm-hmm. in arithmetic geometry, there's an algorithm called the Cox-Zucker machine. Because there were these two mathematicians, David Cox and Stephen Zucker, who like became friends during their PhD program, and were like, you know, if we create, if we come up with a thing together, they'll have to call it like Cox-Zucker. Like yes! it'll be remarkably yeah. We, we yes. could actually like they went. They decided to create an algorithm together. I don't understand is. I'm making what it does. a note. I'm making yeah, a note. Yeah, this is going yeah, in
4: my newsletter yeah, next week. Co- yeah, yeah,
2: it's a. My- it provides a basis of to detortion <laughs> for the mordile Weil group of an elliptic surface E to X, where S is As isomorphic to the projection line. Like, yeah, I don't know what that means, but I love those guys. <laughs> fucking very I fashion. was just.
4: Just last week, I was I was learning about the hairy Ball uh, theorem, which is a mathematical uh, hypothesis The with the um, the hypo Well, the the, the the problem is that if you have a, a perfect sphere that's covered in hair, you can't comb the hair all in one direction. Eventually, it will swirl. And because of that, that is like the okay. mathematical principle that underlies the reason why Earth will always have cyclones because oh. we're a sphere <laughs> where the wind cannot physically always move in one direction and will always at some point form a cycle. I, I, I did not
2: expect it to be useful. Like when you started this, <laughs> yeah, if you were like, if, that, so it describes same. a hairy ball if you're combing it, like, well, no one will ever need to do that. But I, I guess I guess I was wrong. I'm the fool. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. And They've also found that if you have a donut shape, what's that called, a, to- a, to- a torus? Uh, you can, like, that yeah. fixes the hairy ball problem. You can comb hair okay, all over. So, so if you have a hairy donut, you can comb it all in it's one It's like direction. I've
2: been saying. We, this is what we should have done with the nukes. We put them all in one place. I'm just going to throw it out here. Ohio and then blow a hole right in the middle of the earth and no more cyclones. <laughs> Done.
4: Done. Yeah. God, I can't believe we have solved so many problems in this podcast. Yeah. That's well, I one I on can the remember. other
2: side of the world from Ohio, but you know. Mm. Fuck em. Just a bunch yeah. of
4: ocean. Who gives a shit? Yeah. yeah. Who gives Probably a shit? Atlantic. <laughs> so, something at least slightly more interesting than Ohio.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: The term Munchausen by proxy, I should know.
4: Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Is a
3: little dated. Um, you know, we try to get away from naming diseases after random people because they tend to be like fucking Nazis. And we're like, oh, we right. should call it it's that. It's going to be
4: like, oh, was Baron Munchausen actually <laughs> yeah. a
3: Nazi? Yeah, he might have been the bad guy. Um,
4: Terry Gilliam has had some problematic uh, Wait, thoughts that on trans people. Yeah, oh, yeah unfortunately. Yeah. It's God really sad it. because. He once called me a pistol, and I repeat this. I, I tell the story yeah. about it at every party I've ever been to. So cool. it's really personally very hard for me to see him do anti-trans well, well, stuff. Dude, this is That's a party. Tell us the story.
2: I wouldn't have expected it from Gilliam either. Yeah, me I too. know. Like I'll do I, the John, short I version. John Cleese kind of sucked, for, sorry, But yes,
4: yeah. he sucks one hundred percent. But I yeah, always kind of expected
2: that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah eric idol Terry- is apparently still the man yeah yeah yes. oh he was on of the funniest yeah, for sure for yeah. sure
3: yeah. uh real real quick though wait wait when did he tell us the the, the party story this we're all at a party I'm- we're all hanging out
4: this is a party i met him at dragon con we hit it off he made me margaritas we got high and later on a, a friend of mine who was like his handler uh my friend told me later, like Terry was asking about you and uh was wondering where you were, like at this other party. And he's like, Yeah, she's a real pistol. I really wait, wait, her. wait.
3: I'm I'm sorry though. What the fuck is Dragon Con?
4: Oh, it's a oh, nerd yeah, convention Con? in Atlanta.
3: <laughs> Guys, I wasted my life in medical school and medical training. It actually,
4: it's, it's happening. It happened this past weekend and I'm pretty sure it's a super spreader event. So I've been seeing all the photos with a mix of like, oh, I miss Dragon Con. And also you're all going to die of COVID, but (laughs) I, Dragon Con's a lot of fun. I've met like all of my best, like celebrity stories come from Dragon Con, like. It's just a fun, it's a fun way to get drunk with the cast of Battlestar Galactica, mm, for instance. Okay,
3: all right, okay. So it's, I'm just
4: gonna, I'm throwing that one out there so that you have me on for a so future show where I can dragon tell you story.
3: The Dragon Con, you okay. Uh, you'll, you'll forgive me for being the specific type of nerd that was mostly in academia and medicine. So I, I missed no, a lot of the other fun nerd stuff. Nerd stuff. So uh, we, in the US, uh, we tend to call it now medical child abuse, mm-hmm. or- the, <laughs> That the seems DS- very general. It does, doesn't it? I don't know if I love that yeah. one either. Like medical child abuse
4: or could mean a lot of this. child
3: abuse. You know what I mean? It could right. mean yeah, I agree. Um, the DSM-5 calls it factitious disorder imposed upon another. Or very
2: catchy FDIA, very catchy. More specific,
4: okay. but yeah, too long. I yeah. mean, Munchausen yeah, my Proxy that, is
2: cooler. I mean, I I I'm such a big fan of the FDIC. It's a bummer to know that the prequel is that depressing.
3: That's right. <laughs> the 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 best example for someone who wants to understand this, I feel again, not a psychologist. I'm going to say this for like maybe the third time here, is do you guys remember the movie Fifth Sense?
4: The Fifth Element.
3: No, no, the, the one that oh, was shit. Fourth, wait, what's the one with Bruce the Willis when he sees dead, you, people, did the kids you, see you, dead people? The sixth,
2: sixth, you, sense you remember, sixth sense. Did you remember the name of the movie but think that there's something called a fifth sense? He thought it was called the that's the like fifth, the fifth thing sense people say. People talk about, about having a sixth you know, sense all the time.
4: The fifth sense was another movie just about somebody who learned that smells are a thing.
2: Yeah, yeah
4: like they had COVID and they were like. Wait, you can, you can, guys. Uh, yeah, they're like convinced
2: what? that they're, they're convinced that they're special because they have it. Like guys, Ugh, I can man. smell things. Do you know that food has, there's a different thing besides taste yeah. to
4: it? Yeah. Do you know when your butt rumbles, it actually like causes distress in me in a way that you cannot begin to understand. My ultimate, comprehend.
3: my ultimate fear has been realized, which is I would introduce two friends and they would
2: like each other more than me. <laughs>
4: well you know we're friends now so yeah so it's I'm over sorry. for you yeah
2: do you want to you want to take sense. this to another chat
4: <laughs> yeah yeah let's just <laughs> the
2: yeah the, yeah the we sense. have
4: another zoom going at the same time yeah. so when we look off camera and we're like how funny is it that kave just fucked that yeah. up like you could still that's hear right. us because it's zoom but that's our no. that's our side zoom
2: I deserve that, and it's worth it. You should do it. Yeah. absolutely. No, um, that's our that's our side podcast, the House of Pod, <laughs> comma but with better haircuts. <laughs> that's fine. I paid
3: twenty dollars for this. Um, so, anyways, in the movie The Sixth Sense, oh, so important that there to be six of them. The Sixth Sense. Do you remember there was that one? part where yes. the, the boy, he hears from the little baby girl ghost, hey, this mom is killing my brother and actually killed me. That's yes. Munchausen's by proxy. Yes. So gotcha. this is a condition in which a caregiver creates the appearance of health problems in another person. It's typically their child. The child receives unnecessary and potentially harmful medical care to um a caregiver's overt actions and that might be anything from just lying about the child's history to actually inducing an illness in the child which in that movie uh, the mother did so it's hard to know exactly how how common this is the estimated annual incidence is about 0.4 to 1.2 per 100,000 kids in the uh the u.s under 16 that's annual incidence every year this probably happens at least that and that's Probably an underestimation because these are only cases, the, these numbers come from only cases that are severe enough to be supported or reported to the CPA, Child Protective Agency. So a lot of a lot of times there's probably this is happening, but we don't know because it's not reported. Doctors do not want to report this and be wrong about it. I <laughs> cannot express that enough. That is the kind of thing that doctors do not want to put in a file unless they are fucking certain of it. Because that opens them up to legal shit.
0: So,
4: the, you know, the reason why I yeah. uh, and mm-hmm. and I might be like a psychologist. I took an intro to psychology class I in heard, college. I'm I not sure if you knew that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so But mm-hmm. in my perspective, like Munchausen by proxy, it's always been like kind of long term soul caregivers that have that diagnosis where they are lying about a child or like purposefully hurting the child on a long-term basis and so there are usually like um many times when the child will have problems and then recover and and in this case like so my question about her like wanting to save them it's a little different in my perspective just because in this case she is not like the primary caregiver or even the primary medical professional in charge of this child and there it doesn't sound like there were a lot of uh times when the child might like crash and then be brought back and then crash again it seems more like she's if if she is like hoping to save them it sounds like she's just trying to bring them absolutely to the brink of death and then like magically save them. but i i don't even think that that's i i think no, she's very to kill them probably very but. very
3: very good points very good points and again it's hard to know i mean she could just be you know pure evil if that exists and that's all there is to it But the thought is that she's trying to interject herself into something. Like she's trying to create an emotional situation that she can be a part of. Like, oh, I'm here. We're coding this patient that's very sick oh no, the patient died. How are we
4: But going also, to this? you said, though, that they reported that everyone was very upset except for her, like, right? at a big meeting. <clears throat> so that's strange. If she's looking for attention, you'd think that it'd be the opposite, where she would just be completely beside herself that this child died under her care. Right? Yeah, I,
3: I, I don't have a good answer for that. Um, I wonder if it's things have been shifted a little bit, because at this point, she's already under suspicion
4: oh and she, yeah and, and she's, she's trying, trying
3: to, she's trying to be like hey this this shit happens guys come on right. this, happens. this is normal I, I don't know i don't know she's no, a fucking maybe. she's a fucking psycho i'm sorry i mean that's not the correct language to use but she is well not fucking well yeah
4: i would i would say as a professional in the industry mm-hmm. yeah you had a year
3: <laughs> of uh, psychology uh, or semester oh no
4: it's just one semester actually yeah, yeah. yeah um uh but yeah like i don't uh, think evil exists. I ascribe to the Solzhenitsyn school of mm. the line between good and evil cutting through the heart of every man, mm. um, not every woman, but mm. uh, <laughs> mm. yeah, but yeah, like it, it seems like a me- some kind of mental breakdown, and and yeah, we probably will never yeah. have a satisfactory answer. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, I you know, I I I think that evil does exist but i don't tend to describe this sort of thing usually even if like it's a serial killer or whatever doing like really horrific stuff that those kind of people i kind of tend to look at like when i think when i think about evil i think about somebody who would you know in, engineer the uh, execution of a huge number of people for like mm-hmm. their personal career advancement and wealth when i think of someone like this woman or like a serial killer which i guess she probably counts as i think of it more like like a wolf, right? Like a predator, right? Like it's just some sort of thing. And that thing, it it like preys on a community and uh, you need to deal with that. You need to stop it. But I don't know. I don't know. Realistically if somebody is making the decisions this person made, like I think what's going on in their head is probably Something uh, I have I can't comprehend, whereas I can comprehend the kind of stuff that I call evil. Right. I can comprehend someone being greedy. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know what's going yeah, on and, in this case.
4: And I'll just I'll just I think you'll a- agree with this. But as someone who like loves animals, you know, even like a wolf won't just kill a baby for no reason. Like a cat no. will. Like, let's be honest. A cat kills for fun. I love cats. Ah, <laughs> yeah, some animals but
2: like cats do. Yeah, some exactly. animals That's a good do kill for it, right? fun.
4: But like like, in general, or humans or are the ones that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. But like, in general, humans are the main species we know of that will kill for reasons that we can't quite easily
3: produce you know she is fundamentally broken clearly there's something.
2: yeah there's something
3: going on yeah Yeah. something
2: like some reward pathway that's like yeah like like i feel like i wouldn't be surprised if there was something like structural going on in the brains of people who do stuff like that i don't know it's like how you know there's arguments people will make like clinicians who study them will make that like there are structural differences in the brains of like pedophiles. Right. Yeah. Um, and that like, there's, there's a, a wiring issue effectively, um, which doesn't, you know, justify what they do because there's a lot of people who have that wiring issue and don't actually molest kids. It's a whole deal. Yeah. Like, how do you, uh, how do you deal with the fact that some people are going to be attracted to kids? Uh, and not necessarily like what, what, what scientifically can we try to do in order to ensure that of the population who have that going on in their brain, more of them avoid hurting kids. Right. Like how, and then like, that's like a difficult question to answer. And I wonder if it's the same with someone like this, where it's like some people there's just like, because I don't know because sometimes there's stump something in their background that makes it seem like it makes sense. But a lot of serial killers, it's like, I nothing I can point to that would make somebody do that shit like in their background yeah
4: and but and we always want to find like that one thing that will explain it because it helps us I think make sense of the world and and maybe hope that there's a way that we can stamp it out like if we can understand it then we can fix it but in reality it's like sometimes these things are just complicated and fucked up and people are complicated
3: and fucked up yeah she is i don't know certainly yeah. complicated and fucked up at least that last part yeah. um
4: <laughs> yeah
3: I, you know i don't know if it's moonchild's by proxy or these this or not i mean i I don't know but i will say this i i looked into this a little bit i think it's a fascinating concept in 2017 there was a there's a journal by the way called child abuse and neglect that's a whole journal which is
4: Sounds whole thing fun. To,
3: whole thing to digest yeah. in of itself. It
4: turns out like they've they've actually had 20 editors over the last year and 19 of them have killed themselves. <laughs> it's gotta be It's the worst, it's the it's worst gonna, fucking oh yeah. job. <laughs>
2: I gotta say, I bet I bet the parties are wild. Like Wild I mean, For one thing, wild. hard drugs. Like we're these, these people are not popping a bottle of champagne.
0: They're, um, no, there's they're like
2: powders what? and they are they are not right. testing for fentanyl. They're like, right. I don't give a shit. I don't care what I take.
3: There's a don't, lot of ketamine. Don't forget
4: your free cup of ketamine.
3: <laughs> a lot. A lot of it. How the yeah. fuck? You need to disassociate to be the editor of that yeah. journal. Um, So anyway, so they looked at (laughs) they looked at people who had similar stories. They looked at people who had been diagnosed with Munchausen by proxy. And so they saw there's a couple of risk factors. I'm just going to share them with you guys. So a couple of risk factors for for this are if there's been some weird pregnancy related complications, or if there's a mother who's abused as a child, or if there was some factitious disorder imposed on themselves, so that, these are all risk factors, as you might imagine. The average age of the affected individual was four years old. And most of these were about 24 months or, or younger. And 75% were six years. By the time of diagnosis, 6% of the affected people were dead, mostly from apnea, wow. which is like smothering. usually. So mm. the mother was usually the perpetrator in about over 70% of cases. The father in about 6% of cases. The most frequently support, reported problems are apnea, like the patient stops breathing, anorexia, feeding problems, diarrhea, seizures, cyanosis, like the blue skin, behavior problems, asthma, allergy, fevers. A, a lot of these, as you might gather, are really nonspecific. It could be very easy to fake. Unfortunately, this is my message for medical professionals that are listening here. The healthcare providers play an active, albeit unfortunately, an intentional role in enabling this abuse. Because a lot of the abuse comes from the procedures and tests that we as doctors put them through. And we do this by reacting to the concerns and the demands of the perpetrator and, and, you know, that's we enter into whether we know it or not a partnership in this child's mistreatment. Look for certain behavior signs. Someone insisting on painful procedures or hospitalizations, despite Doctors saying it's not necessary. That's a tough line to follow because sometimes patients and parents have to advocate for their kid. So that's tough. Repeated emergency office visits without objective findings. Doctor shopping, looking for a bunch of doctors until you find the right one. Not respecting professional boundaries is a big one. These pa- patients or parents who are like reaching out to you on social media to talk to you, coming to your house, texting you on your personal phone, these are serious red flags you need to be looking for. And unfortunately, with social media, a lot of this stuff has been used for clicks. Like, can you imagine how many clicks you get when you talk about your sick kid that you're giving something okay. to? This is yeah, a fucking yeah. Terrifying. There's
2: a, a, a pretty good documentary about a case like that. and it's called Mommy Dead and Dearest. It's like, pretty fucked up but it's 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 a it, it was a pretty good documentary about that case
4: hmm was that um, was that the what's it, something rose or uh yeah
2: yeah i think yeah it's the one she, i mean she uh, this is a spoiler it happened but, like she, she ends up one
4: killing one her parents yeah yeah, yeah yeah and like really in my opinion
2: totally justified yeah
4: it. i had yeah. this <laughs> i had the exact uh, same
2: yeah. yeah. I would have killed her good, too. Good for like, her. Good,
4: good, good for, for you. you.
2: Yeah. I'm yeah. not mad. I'm not mad about it. I'll probably yeah. watch that.
3: So what will yeah. come of all this what will come of let be in the hospital. Let me is going to be serving a, a life sentence. She's going to be on a hospital ward for the first six months, probably three to six months isolated pretty much all the time on, on, on suicide watch. I don't know if I told you guys this, but I actually did my two months of psychiatry rotation in a jail Basically, working like in in the jail system with these patients who are on suicide watch, fascinating oh. subject. It's a whole thing to, to talk about. At some point, All right. but eventually, future episode, future episode. But eventually, she'll be afforded some privileges. Um, she'll get some leisure time, I'm sure. But her her interaction with the general population is going to be very limited because I don't know if British people are extraordinarily different, but she would not do well in Gen Pop in no, a jail in the united no. states
2: most people mm, not from the get stories really I've offended heard. when you prey on children yeah
3: yeah, yeah. she's not going to do well um so yeah. let la- I me mean, for- take that for what it's worth if that helps as a little sort of like help this a little sugar
2: to help this episode go down with um
4: that's last- not no i yeah, i know, <laughs> no. I know. I recently
2: <laughs> i watched that documentary about fucking jared from subway oh and yeah. oh you know I, I I'm I'm certainly not a like I don't make the you know prison rape jokes I think that's really fucked up yeah but yeah when when you, when you've been doing what Jared does I I don't really care what happens to you and there was a guy in the prison who like beat the hell out of him who this is like the fifth or sixth child predator that he's gotten in trouble for beating up and it was just like yeah yes yeah, it's just mm. what I do in prison <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, um, (laughs) you got killed the time. Michael
4: C. Hall, that Michael C. (laughs) Hall show about like killing killers, where it's like, Oh, Dexter. Oh, yeah, Dexter.
2: Dexter. Yeah,
4: Yeah, if you're going to be like the Dexter of beating up child molesters in prison. Yeah. And
2: it's like, uh, Yeah, I wouldn't, I'm not supporting like murdering an incarcerated person. I'm certainly not supporting sexual (laughs) abuse. But like, do I think Jared deserved to get hit in the head? like punched yes yeah. absolutely that's fine yeah i, I, I don't have an issue
3: yeah. with this i am really glad yeah. you bring that up though because that I. oh kave's gonna get so many letters no no i i <laughs> really i do not like it when people make the prison rape jokes and you see that a lot no, on no, no, no. because one you know our, our system who knows if the right person is going to jail but right but even even if you were to take yeah. all of that aside take all that aside the the person that's in there getting like raped or whatever in prison they're eventually most likely gonna get out of jail at some point yeah and yeah. if that happens that's a deeply disturbed yeah. person that we're putting back out onto the yeah. street that's not good you know, for the rest of civilization you know what no. I mean?
2: Yeah. yeah where, where i land on this is like sexual violence there's never any reason for it to happen ever but some people do need to get smacked right mm-hmm. like sometimes people need to get beaten up you know mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not saying like tortured, but you know, if you molest I'm a like bunch like when, when Buzz when
4: Buzz Aldrin punched jaw. that moon denier in the face, exactly. like we all liked exactly. that. We all liked
2: That's, that.
3: Yeah, you know, we, we all got behind that. We all got behind it. that.
2: Yeah, yeah. The whole legal system was like, no, we're not going to prosecute. It's Buzz fine. Aldrin. I don't it's care fine. what you
4: <laughs> do. Like, <laughs> just shut up. <laughs> no. Well, the sorry, but the video it's a little pixelated. Can't yeah. figure out who that you, is. Uh,
2: you pick the fight with an astronaut, not only an astronaut, but one of the moon guys.
4: Right? Like what? It's are The, the two only thing we're all proud of still. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, Like, there's not a lot every American feels good about, no. and the like, moon landing's like, basically it.
4: Like, if it had been the third guy to walk on the moon, oh, he would have been in that jail. Too.
2: What was it Michael Collins or some shit? No, fuck you could, him. Like, yeah, we'd throw Fuck my, him. We'd throw his ass in prison. Fuck him in
4: prison. <laughs> But not the (laughs) second guy. Like, we fucking love One of those
2: Apollo 13 astronauts. I think we should have put him in prison anyway. They wasted a good (laughs) rocket.
4: They fucked it up up there.
2: Jeez. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking,
4: yeah.
2: I forget uh all their names, so I don't know.
3: Thank no. You. Yeah, same. You guys, I you know what? You're I really appreciate you guys. This is such a hey, fucked up same. thing. I could I couldn't even this imagine. This was just, really fucked up. This I'm gonna you. wake
4: up tomorrow morning like sweating bullets about what uh horrible feedback I'm gonna <laughs> get from the jokes we made today. But I had a good time uh, you talking know what? about it, these it, dead it, babies. It's all worth. I mean, I, I as,
2: mean, Robert, as George I, Lucas said, we've a little far in some places. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I mean, Robert, I don't know how you do this shit. Like, honestly, one episode of looking into this was, was hard on me and probably did cause me some brain damage. So God bless you for doing what you do. And thank you so much, both of you, for coming on to help me. Process this and this fucking horrid evil person that we discussed mm. today. That was really. Well, a Kafe, way to uh, you guys. Allow
4: me to thank you for introducing me to Robert, who I like a little bit better than you. And we're we've got a yeah. we've already got another Zoom yeah. going, so yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you.
3: Yeah, thank I know. I, I, I expected that. That is totally okay. And speaking of which. Speaking of things outside of me, let's talk about you guys. Let's get some plugs in because I wanted—I love you guys both so much. And you guys both provide me so much of my actual entertainment on a day-to-day basis, like your videos, yeah. Rebecca, your podcasts, Robert. I mean, honestly, I use them uh, all the time. I love them. I listen to them and watch them. So Rebecca, let's start with you. Tell me where people can find you, please.
4: Uh, I'm at Rebecca Watson on YouTube and on Twitter slash X, whatever. Don't call it that. that. Um, I'm around. Uh, You can go to skeptic.org, S-K-E-P-C-H-I-C-K.org, and you can find all the places to find me. That's all.
3: I've said this many times before her videos are absolute must watch they're really good they're where i get the ideas for half of my episodes um listen to uh, the podcast that uh, rebecca and i have called girls on boys yes and do listen to
4: girls on boys and you know we're we we're gonna have to start that up again there's a new season coming out i think i don't know what's happening with the strikes but Mm.
3: so it's a show about it's a podcast about the show The Boys which Rebecca mm-hmm. and I both love. Uh Robert Great you show. should you should come on as a guest for one of our Absolutely. episodes. Um Yeah. But, but Robert
2: I have a lot to say about Eric Kripke so I'm I'm down. Uh, I, oh, interesting. Okay, save it, save it. Save it for an episode.
4: Save it.
3: But uh, Robert is the host of uh, Behind the Bastards, which is one of the podcasts which inspired me to do podcasting in the first place. And it's brilliant. I've been listening to it for years and it has kept my attention the whole time. If you aren't listening to it, I demand you to uh, listen to Behind the Bastards. Robert, um, outside of Behind the Bastards, which people can find pretty much everywhere, can you tell us also about your books?
2: Uh, I have a book called After the Revolution. You can buy it wherever books are sold.
3: Uh, and is there a potential sequel coming out?
2: Uh, yes. Uh, one day, theoretically.
3: And you're working on that, right?
4: Kaveh's trying to get yeah.
2: exclusive.
1: The, yeah, exclusive? Yeah. the exclusive. exclusive. yeah.
2: Right? I'm a, like 115 words into the fucker. Um, <laughs> nice. It's a real pain in the ass.
3: Um, the first book was really good. And in fact, Rebecca, I was going to tell you, you should take a look at that book. Because what I was thinking about doing was because he releases these like chapter by chapter, like he'll do a recording of it. I was thinking we could do a show also about the book where we talk about the book. Anyways, just take a listen to it. Tell me what you think. We'll talk about that later.
4: So, All right. We'll and, talk about it later. Yeah.
3: Neither here nor there. We have a lot to, to do. Anyways. <laughs> Thank you both. It's such a pleasure having you both on. I'm super, super happy and grateful uh, for both of you guys and all the work that you do. Thank you to Nadim for help with production. And thank you to everyone who has left a review on iTunes. If you haven't done that, please do that. I appreciate that. Uh, Helps get listeners to the show. Thank you both so much. Thank
4: you guys. (laughs) Thank you. Bye.